Welcome back to the Pathology Series, brought to you by Spotlight Anatomy. In today's episode, we will be focusing on the arm muscles, looking specifically at biceps tendinopathy and biceps tendon rupture. There will be no case scenario at the end of this episode, but we'll go through the case from last week's now. So, we have a case of a baby not moving his arm as he should be. We suspect nerve pathology, so let's take a look at the history and see what could have happened. The mother has gestational diabetes. Gestational diabetes increases a mother's chance of having a macrosomic or large baby, which would increase the chances of shoulder dystocia during delivery. Shoulder dystocia increases the risk of Herb's palsy or Klumpke's palsy. However, as the mother complains of lack of movement in the arm, and there seems to be no specific deformity of the hand, this could point towards more of an Herb's palsy. To investigate, you could do a variety of imaging. X-ray won't show nerve injury, but can be done to rule out other bony injuries. To assess the nerves, you can do electromyography, EMG, or nerve conduction studies, or an MRI. The investigations will help confirm a diagnosis and create a management plan. We can now move on to biceps tendinopathy. Let's break down the words bicep, referring to the muscle, and tendinopathy. Can you remember what tendinopathy refers to? It is a broad term used to describe pathological changes to a tendon. This is generally as a result of overuse, leading to degeneration of the tendon. This ultimately weakens the tendon and may result in rupture, which we will discuss later in this episode. In older individuals, the cause tends to be degeneration over a long period. But it is also common in younger, active individuals who play sports that involve repetitive flexion, such as cricket and tennis. We have discussed tendinopathies in previous episodes, so think about how a patient will present. They will have pain, made worse with stressing the tendon, and as a result they will avoid using the limb, which in turn will cause weakness over time and atrophy of the muscle. There are some special tests that are specific to biceps tendinopathy. The SPEEDS test assesses the proximal biceps tendon. The patient is asked to flex their shoulder 90 degrees from the anatomical position, keeping the elbow extended. The examiner then pushes down on the patient's arm while asking the patient to resist this. This test is positive if there is pain in the anterior shoulder. Jurgensen's test involves asking the patient to flex their elbow at 90 degrees and pronate their forearm. They are then asked to actively supinate against resistance. Again, the presence of pain indicates the tendinopathy. Biceps tendinopathy is a clinical diagnosis so the signs and symptoms should be sufficient to make a diagnosis. Blood tests and plain film radiographs may be done 
mostly to rule out other differentials, such as rotator cuff disease and osteoarthritis. Ultrasound can be useful in assessing for a biceps rupture. What do you think you will look for in a blood test and why are they measured? This may be a bit of a trick question because even though the condition is called tendinopathy, not tendinitis, the degeneration will occur alongside some inflammation and therefore CRP is measured as a part of the blood test. An FBC is also done to help rule out hemarthrosis. As with most muscular disorders that we have considered in the past, most cases of biceps tendinopathy can also be treated in a similar conservative approach. Patients are advised to rest and modify their activity. NSAIDs are recommended for pain relief as well as ice therapy to help reduce inflammation. Physiotherapy can be commenced especially if symptoms persist after initial conservative treatment. If symptoms continue to persist then ultrasound-guided steroid injections are administered. The majority of cases recover with no complications. However, if it continues to stay resistant to treatment, then surgical interventions may need to be considered. Some surgical procedures include arthroscopic tenodesis. This is where the damaged tendon is cut and then reattached or you could consider a tenotomy. The biggest complication that can occur as a result of chronic degeneration is a biceps tendon rupture, which is what we're coming on to next. Biceps tendon rupture includes a rupture of either the proximal or distal biceps tendon. Recalling back to the anatomy podcast, can you remember the origin and insertion of long head of biceps brachii? This muscle originates from the supraglenoid tubercle and inserts onto the radial tuberosity. Proximal biceps tendon ruptures are more common in the elderly and can be due to wear and tear over time. Another cause of tendon rupture is injury. In weightlifters, you might find that the tendon snaps distally near its insertion end. The tear can be classified as partial or complete and occur following sudden forced extension of a flexed elbow. As we have already mentioned, previous biceps tendinopathy is a risk factor for a biceps tendon rupture along with smoking and steroid use. The rupture is typically sudden, so the patient will report a feeling of something popping with a sharp anterior shoulder pain. Examination will show significant swelling and bruising. A bulge will form in the bicep area. If the proximal tendon ruptured, then the muscle will be retracted distally. This distal bulge is known as Popeye sign. If the distal biceps tendon ruptures, then a reverse Popeye sign will be seen. 
where the bulge is more proximal. Again, performing a thorough clinical examination is key, and in this case the special test that can be used is the hook test. This assesses for a distal biceps tendon rupture. In this test, the elbow is flexed at 90 degrees and the forearm is supinated. The examiner then tries to hook their index finger under the distal biceps tendon, which won't be possible if the tendon is ruptured. If the examiner manages to get their finger under the tendon, but pain is elicited, this could indicate a partial tendon tear. Luddington's test can be conducted to assess for a proximal biceps tendon rupture. This is performed by asking the patient to put both hands behind their head and interlock their fingers. The examiner then places each hand on each of the patient's long head of biceps tendons and asks the patient to contract their biceps. Contraction should be felt on both sides. Lack of a contraction on one side indicates a tendon rupture. Like before, the diagnosis of a biceps tendon rupture is a clinical one and confirmed with ultrasound. Occasionally, an MRI is used for further assessments. Management options should be tailored to individual needs. Though the biceps are an important flexor of the elbow, this action is only weakened and not fully lost as the brachialis and supinator muscles allow for flexion at the elbow to remain. Therefore, in patients who have lower demands, a conservative approach with analgesia and physiotherapy is most appropriate. Alternatively, surgical management may be most appropriate where the aim is to re-anchor the tendon back to the bone. You might recall tendons have poor blood supply, so if surgical management is opted for, this should be performed within a few weeks of the initial injury to prevent the tendon from retracting and scarring. Before we finish off, keep in mind that bicep and tricep tendons are used to test the tendon reflexes in a peripheral neurological examination. The biceps tendon reflex tests C5 and C6, while the triceps tendon reflex tests for C7. Absence might indicate neurological impairment at these levels. We don't have a case for you this week, but instead have a go at practicing some of the special tests we've mentioned and practice eliciting the tendon reflexes on your colleagues or friends. And that wraps up today's episode. We hope it gave you a concise overview of the two main pathologies of the arm muscles. For more on the arm muscles, check out our anatomy podcast and quizzes using the link in the description. See you next week for our next episode on the pathology of elbow osteology.